0: The baller, my life is more than money and in Germany. story of crazy Dog, I said, Make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't got a chemi dog, I know I'm the sea behind the baller. My life is more than money in Germany. story of crazy Dog, I said, Make a movie behind the baller. I want from music, Zack, to this podcast. Now I probably feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, mic check, mic check, mic check. was good, everyone? You know the voice. You know the show. You know the motherfucking swag, guys. You are listening to the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast, coming to you in 100% pure, high-definition, stereo sound. Uh, Yeah, you know the deal. This show was brought to you by none other than the podcast, Gods. They're not just the producers of the year. They're gods. They know what the fuck they're doing. That would be Miles Jordan and... Miles Jordan. Miles Davis and Jordan Winter a.k.a. The Dust Brothers. Guys, I am your gracious host. I am Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. The Wash Lord, a.k.a. The Korean John Daly, a.k.a. The Forrest Gump of Koreatown. It's deeper than hip-hop, y'all. We are in episode 345. We are coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. This would be The Washed Lord's weekly wrap-up. I it can't be the weekend wrap-up, can't be the week wrap-up. It's just, it's just the weekly wrap-up, right? And uh, we are at one time a week. If you didn't know, we dropped the Thursday episode because of the Part 3 show. And I'm working overtime. I have a fucking headache. I feel crazy. But guys, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Oh, yeah, big shout-out to Illegal Cartel for the theme song, Original Music by Lakey Inspired. By the way, guys, I am going to start doing guests again soon. Okay? I may even drop a quick Friday 20-minute episode, you know, every like, you know, again, like every other week, you know, starting like next month. I'm just thinking about it. And just And I just need to free up some time. I canceled a bunch of shit. Um, a lot going on. We're going to get into it. But I just wanted to give you guys a little something, something, you know what I mean? So uh, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I really, truly do. I hope you guys had a great week, and hope everyone's safe. I hope everyone is good. I hope everyone is happy. All right. What the fuck am I saying right now? Oh yeah, the fuck. Miles, Jordan, Lakey, are you ready to start the show? <laughs> Let's get it started then. I'm back from Arizona. I cut my short. My my cut my short. Yo, I'm is too early in the morning. I cut my trip a little short. Arizona was cool. It was all right. It was, it was I had a lot of my mind. I did not get to catch any local vibes. Not that I was trying to search for some Scottsdale, Phoenix, um, Chandler, uh, Glendale vibes. But every time I go to Arizona, I never do. I kind of pop in for a Cardinals game or some shit and just like, It's different, but I am back uh, this weekend speaking at um, the Meet the Carlins uh, Power Summit. I don't know what's going on, something. I'm doing a little summit there, but uh, I am having a subscriber-only meetup. Most of the subscribers, I'd say 99% of them are BTB Army, Um, so the breakfast is set. This is the first time we're doing a breakfast uh, meetup. Um, The Wash Lord is taking care of all the costs, as I always do. This should be dope. Uh, I kept it to 10 people. And uh, this Saturday morning in Arizona, I will find a cool spot in Scottsdale, somewhere like, you know, kind of nearby my hotel. If you guys have any suggestions, any Arizona dudes who think that there's somewhere cool, I don't need to find somewhere fancy. I mean, I'll figure it out. I'm not really tripping, just somewhere cool. I got like some, you know, some real homemade breakfast. I got some, but they got to have some vanilla latte or some shit. They got to have some sort of maybe a cold brew or something. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. Side note, I am most likely getting another crib outside LA because uh, Hollywood's getting a little crazy. I'm just getting too many idiots around and my kids are starting to go outside, ride their bikes and shit. And it's just, I don't know, it's going to happen soon. I have too many idiots. I have people who think, especially like there's one complete dumb fuck idiot who just thinks like he knows where I'm at. I'm never home. So it's just stupid. But side note, I really have, too much shit. I know I say that too often, but I need to get rid of a lot of things. I need to downsize just a lot of shit. I need to get rid of a ton of my clothes, shoes. I am down to 171 pounds, guys. I was 214 pounds max about a year ago. I probably fluctuated between 208 to 214 throughout the pandemic. And I got some nice belts like Bottega Veneta belts that don't fit um, not that I really wear nice belts. I wear mostly golf belts and shit, right? But I'm more starting to wear a lot of chinos, a lot of baggy pants and stuff. So I need to just, it's just pointless. I got too much shit. I even have too many golf shoes. So some of the golf shoes I need to go, some of the beat up ones still got some life in them. They're too small. Some are too big. I got golf shoes at a size 10. I got golf shoes at a size 11 and a half. And it's weird because they all fit differently, but it's weird, but I need to get rid of it. All right, time to really get into the, we're going to, Skip to appetizer. We'll go to the main course real quick and just talk about that. I had the worst week of my life last week. Told the subscribers that I probably won't be getting back to DMs. Whatever's going on on the outside, I'm, I'm a professional. I'm an actor sometimes. I have to let people know like I'm all right. But I'm not going to get too deep into just why it was so bad. But went through like a three or four day period thing that just involved most of my life. But it was rough. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I, I was not in a good place. I do think that I am a strong person. I think that that's not necessarily a good thing sometimes. You know, it was a rough one. And whenever I take a drive to Monterey Park, you know shit ain't good. And you know I've spoken about that before. When you know when things are bad in my life, I'll go to Monterey Park to go um, pass by my old crib that I stayed at with my auntie. And um, it's just. Uh, It's been many years. The last time I think I did that drive was, it might've been 2017. I don't think I did that drive then. And that was when I had a crib in Glendale while I was building my house because I built my house from the ground up, new construction. Um, No, you know what? It might've been, the last time I remember for sure was 2011 when when Jonas died. And then shortly after, um, my stepdad, my dad died, Leo. And I just had to take that drive. You know, um, clear my mind, and then I passed through a couple of my old cribs, Koreatown, of course, and stuff, and just took a drive to clear my head, man. And just, I was in a rough place, man. And the fucked up part about it is, I was in a rough place before. Um, I was gonna go to uh, Arizona, and I was supposed to play the waste management. I think I talked about it here. You know, obviously, I spoke to my agent, my reps. Like, you can't miss this shit. Whatever. I told them, it was, you know, writers spelling me. He didn't make it. He uh, So he won the third grade, first place. And then he competed against old school. He spelled some words that are very difficult. But then I think about, you know, what were kids spelling at eight years old? I don't know. I don't know what I was spelling. But he lost on the word ceiling, of all words, ceiling. And he forgot the I. I feel bad for him. He was dressed in his karate gi. Very proud of him. I found out two nights ago that he was invited to the Knights of some shit, I don't know, but it's more of a citywide thing. So he's actually going to another bigger spelling bee that is in Los Angeles somewhere in LA County. And uh, he's representing the third grade and it's next month. And I don't know, um, I don't know, but we're going we're gonna to start practicing, I guess. They might give us a list. I don't know what we need to really get into that, right? But I had a very mentally, physically, exhausting, tough, week. chain of events had happened that had uh, caught me out of nowhere, caught me out of surprise. And it got me to thinking about my friends from from Monterey Park, from Koreatown. And some people are like, yo, you changed or whatever. And I didn't necessarily change. I think I evolved. I'm still the same person inside. And I, I start to think about one thing. And um, I realized there's a thin line of entitlement that comes with success. You know, you get accustomed to living a certain lifestyle. You get accustomed to doing certain things. You pay a lot of bills. You know, you tell people what to do. You do certain things. And this is just normal shit, right? But I said thin line, right? And you gotta make sure that line is not crossed with your friends, close friends, or your family. It's an important thing, you know? And I hear this a lot, right? It's two things. I, I, one thing I really believe in and the other one I'm just never really like, nah, man, you know, it's... If you fuck with me in my life and we're, we're friends for real, one of them ain't gonna work. And the, the one that does work is time heals all. You figure it out. You know, friendships end, marriages of 20 years end, and people go on, continue to have a great life. There's different things. People have breakups. There's times, you know, healing happens throughout time because you it, it's true. It's a very general statement, but it is. The next statement is sometimes silence is the best answer. Something that the Dalai Lama really believed on. Now the thing is people don't understand that that key word is sometimes, not all the time. You think sometimes like, you know what, no, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use that card right now. I'm gonna pull it out and say, sometimes I'm gonna keep quiet, not talk about what's fucking bothering me or Maybe there's a question that was asked and I don't want to answer it. Let me tell you, I would say 85 or ninety percent of the people that I know that kept silent during those times, they were silent because they were guilty, they felt bad, were thinking of the things to say, but it ended up backfiring. So just be careful with that, right? And when I think about people that I somewhat still keep in contact with and I know, you know, I see relationships, I see people, friendships things and they try to change their friends they try to do certain things you guys who are in your 20s sometimes you say uh some people say oh the people you meet in college the people you'll know forever there's people who know people from kindergarten from high school shit like that i know a few of those people here and there but where i was in my life with my goals my non-believers like yeah right okay dog oh god i'm so sick hearing this shit whatever and you know what some of them were sick of it. Some of them were probably sick of just hearing me talk about shit that I want to do. Some people are probably sick of me. And good, fuck them. I don't miss them. Don't think anything about it. Good for you. But I went and executed all my dreams. Right? There's nothing that sticks out right now that I want to do that I thought about back then. I've achieved those. But I do a lot of changes in my life. One of those changes were, you know, changing my myself as a man, as, as a decent human being, and, um, you know, a lot had to do with my wife because she is a very good person. And, you know, she may look a certain way and be very pretty and whatever, but she's generally a very good person. And I have a degenerate past, right? But one thing you have to understand with anyone, whether it's be your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your fucking husband, wife, a good friend, whatever, it's already hard as fuck to try to change yourself. So just imagine how hard it is to try to change someone else. All right? I just want you guys to understand that before we get into the wrap-up and all this stuff. It is so hard to change yourself. Trying to change someone else, forget about it. People gotta want to change. They gotta want to do better in their lives. You know, and I think about it, while I was walking around Arizona and stuff. It doesn't bother me, but I know I just can't go and be normal in certain times. I'm not paranoid. I'm not delusional. You know, I get some Pete's coffee at the airport in Phoenix Sky Harbor and girls like, oh, don't worry about it. I know you, waitress, whatever. It could be anywhere I go. And people are like, oh, I like you. Be at a hotel. Someone's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I know who you are. Really? You do? That's weird, you know? And I think about like, you know I'm with J.R. Smith most of the week. I don't know how, he's really good at handling it. He kind of just pushes it He's He's been famous for real for a long time. But I don't know how someone like Madonna or other people at that level have survived this long without going crazy. Right? Everyone in in the spotlight, whether you be a professional athlete, entertainment, you be maybe a famous billionaire. Fuck the social media. That shit is, I don't want to hear about it. Right, someone who actually has, like, validated, you know, fame from, you know, a skill, talent, whatever it is. I think in general, though, everyone in entertainment and in a spotlight has to be a little crazy. I think Leo, I haven't talked to Leo in so long, DiCaprio, but you know, he's got to be a little crazy inside. Brad Pitt got to be a little crazy, you know. And I just think about that. Um, Normal people wouldn't know what that's like. You know, or if you have a lot of money and people know you have that, it just, it could be, you know, I hate when I'm sitting there chilling and someone's like, man, I'm having a hard time, you know, and some people you might be like, that's insensitive. No, listen, listen to the whole story. Don't try to fucking take it out of context. I came from not much, had a roof over my head, which was plenty, had clothes, was able to eat two or three meals a day, but I didn't come from where I'm at now. And I'm at eons, bleams away from where I used to be. So, like, if you got a sad story, I got 50. Like, you got to power through and be a gangster, right? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just, like, exhausted. I don't have many levels left in me. I feel like I'm on the 50th flight of stairs. And I start I'm starting to see the sunlight. I'm seeing, you know, I'm like three tiers away. And like this last week, I think that shit knocked me down like six levels. And I'm not happy about it. You know what I mean? Because I have retirement in my eyes and want to focus on part three and focus on this and stuff. But I just like I'm beat down and thank God I, I came home early for good reasons. And uh, I delayed the trip because of London, because of writer, and then I cut the trip short because of Kaya. Right, We'll get into Kai in a little bit, but I got a real headache this morning. When I came home, uh, Ryder was coughing a lot, but it was like a normal cough. I don't know. He wasn't like sick, sick. He was still able to fuck around the phone and shit, but I think I might be sick. I don't think I got COVID, but could have got sick from Ryder. I could have got sick from fucking shaking 2,000 people's hands in Arizona. I don't know, but let's get to, again, uh, we're going to continue. So We we got to that carne asada. We got to the filet mignon. We got to the you know the Chilean sea bass, whatever. And we're gonna continue with some entrees. We're gonna go backwards though, okay? Because uh, I don't want to talk about Monday and then go there. We're gonna talk about back, you know because it, you ain't heard from me since Monday, right? And a lot has happened since Monday. So let's talk about what's fresh in my mind right now. We're gonna get into sports, sports and shit like that. But we're talking about Super Bowl because it's like pop culture. Super Bowl is always you know the biggest fucking sporting event of the year. It's not like the NBA championships or the World Series. Those go through five games, four games, seven games, whatever. This is one big fucking shit show. Happened to be on the same weekend as Waste Management, which is one of the most wildest golf PGA tournaments in the world. And it just all happened, and I was there, and I was like slightly overwhelmed at times, uh, missing my family and all that. But we'll talk about Super Bowl real quick. I really thought the Eagles had it in the bag. Like a lot of Captain Picks had uh, Chiefs money line. I definitely had the over, and I guess we'll t- we'll talk a little about just that. But I hated the ending. I'm not controversial. Bad calls happen, but that call, that last call against the Eagles. Look, if you're gonna call a holding pi, any kind of bullshit like that, dog. I don't want to hear about no jersey pulling on that bullshit if the play is uncatchable, the pass is uncatchable, how the fuck do you call that right there? I hated the ending. Close game, but, like, I don't know, man. To have that happen there, and then the dude stopped the clock, I forgot who the, what was about running in, but and then, did that bitch shit, you know, like, just let me just play it safe and get the W, which I, you know, I get it, it's it's strategy, it's chess, and that's how it ended. That was cornball shit. That call was cornball. It is what it is. The crazy part is the last 20 years, no MVP has won the Super Bowl. Every person who's MVP lost Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes won the MVP. He broke that. Salute to him. Travis Kelsey's a good friend of mine. Yo, dope. So that was cool. NFL honors. There was a lot of shit that was going on in Arizona while I was there. But one of the cool things was the NFL contacted my agent And they said, hey, shit, can I get in trouble for this? I don't know. Like, hey, we're pretty sure Geno Smith is going to win Comeback Player of the Year. We know that Ben Baller is a big Seahawks fan. So we'd like to make a little congratulatory video anywhere from 10 to 20 seconds. And if he's down, cool. So the dope thing was they played it during his announcement. And I guess they played it wherever else. And I was excited to do it. I was shocked. I don't know Geno like that. And I'm like, once, twice, like, I would ho- I think he knows who I am, whatever. But that was dope that he won that and I got to be a part of that. That was definitely something cool. Oh, forgot. Halftime show. Before I say anything bad, I'll say something good. Congrats to Rihanna. I'm not tight with Rihanna, but, you know, me and ASAP Rocky are boys. That's my dog. You know, I'm Aug I'm fam for life. And they're having baby number two. There's all this speculation. It looked like she was pregnant, whatever. It was obvious. I don't think she was trying to hide it uh, her publicist, you know, it confirmed that she's definitely expecting baby number two on the way with Flacco, pretty Flacco, my boy ASAP. So yo, Rakim, congrats, Rihanna, congrats. It's a blessing. It's amazing. I'm so glad you have, you know, starting your family. It's fucking amazing. Now, as far as the show, it was cool. Did she need to have guests or features? No. If she would have brought Kanye out, I don't know if it would have tore down the crowd. I think it might've pissed some people off, to be honest with you. Um, she should have brought Drake out maybe, didn't, she held it on her own, thought the show was cool, thought it was alright, Was nothing special, nothing spectacular, she has hits, definitely no doubt, for her to perform pregnant, crazy, I don't think she's jumping on no world tour anytime soon, she looks like she's about to come out and give that baby in the next three months, so uh, highly doubt that's going to happen, but last year's Super Bowl performance was possibly the best ever. It was fucking incredible. Dre, Snoop, Mary J. Blige, Fifty, Eminem. It was just, of course, I'm biased because those are my dogs, and I'm an Aftermath Entertainment fan, But that was a fucking show. Sorry if my stuffed up nose, if I sound like I'm a little different, but I'm just yeah, I'm not feeling so good. You know, we had uh, the family over. My father in law, who listens to the show every week. Uh, my uh, my mother in law, my brother in law, uh, my niece. Obviously, the kids, Nicolette, she hung out for a bit. She had to go see a friend who was having a party. I didn't want to go to, well, I shouldn't say I didn't want to go to shit. That's rude. Um, I you know, had this shit that was going on at the house. So, you know, our busted packs opened up my tops, Chrome shit. was just chilling. We had Wingstop. We had uh, this fire-ass pizza place. And we just chill. Usually, we got Filipino food and everything. My mother-in-law's there holding it down. Everyone's just really chill watching the game, kicking it. And yeah, so Sunday was lit. It was cool. And, uh, you know, I got some rest and just hoping that the kids, when they wake up in about an hour, that they're not sick. Saturday. Saturday, what did I do? Oh, Saturday. Shit, I'm tripping. Saturday. The fuck? Bro, I'm so fucking Saturday, I got home early. I had a crazy day. I took the kids to Universal City Walk. We haven't been there in a while. There's a new restaurant. What the fuck is it called? There's a kids themed restaurant that is a dessert place. It's called Chocolate Something, Sound Tooth Something. But basically, it used to be where the Hard Rock Cafe was. And then it was something else. I forgot what the fuck it was called, but right in front of the theaters and everything and the big monitors. And I decided to just take the kids to Johnny Rockets because that shit was a two and a half hour line. They just opened Super Mario Land or Super Nintendo World and uh, Jordan reached out to somebody. I think I'm going to go take the kids there soon. And then, uh, you know, they had the little desserts. They got Ben and Jerry's. They had to eat, which walked around, had a good time. I really wanted to see my kids. I was just had a fucked up time going through some shit right before I left to AZ and then came back, was like, just, I don't want to be with my kids because I was having a tough time out there. And I was going through really a tough, uh, just mentally, I was spent but uh after that kaya had her first her school's first well her first father daughter sweetheart dance and i can't believe that i almost missed it my father-in-law was going to take her and i thought i was like "Yo, there's no fucking way when i got through the door before i went to university city walk kaya ran into my arms said daddy She wouldn't let me let her down. She was just so, just so like, it was just amazing seeing her. And then um, we went to the dance. It was amazing. It was only dads. There was no women there. There was no moms. And I had no idea that Kaya's been like religiously watching Wednesday Addams on Netflix, which happened to be like one of the top shows. I think it was number one at one point. I didn't really care about it, but she watches this dance and she rehearsed it for like a week. And when we went to the dance, they like played the Wednesday Addams song and she went out there in front of sixth graders, seventh graders, eighth graders, first, second, third. And it's just like all these kids love this show. with well, the girls. So she did the dance and she fucking crushed it. She had the whole routine from beginning to end. I didn't catch it on video because we were like literally doing like this circle. She went in the circle, gave me flashbacks, me doing breakdancing and shit. It was fucking incredible. It was literally, it was just amazing it like at 7 p.m they stopped and did the first daddy-daughter dance and they played uh temptations my girl and i'm starting to get emotional it i teared up it was it was a special thing like me and my daughter we do things and we go to starbucks and go get breakfast sometimes and do little things but She's always scared to come to San Francisco with just me herself, and she's young. But you know, she could easily. Ryder right? was coming to San Francisco with me by himself at three, four, and so was London. And um, it was just a special time to spend that moment with us. And I got a lot of friends there because, obviously, you know, friends with all the kids' parents. But it was an amazing dance. It ended at eight, and um, I couldn't imagine if I'd have missed that fucking dance. It was just so special. There was a photo booth and, you know, there was popcorn, goldfish, donuts, honest juice boxes, and water. It was like no food, nothing. Thank God I ate before. But um, after I picked up the boys and I decided to say, fuck it, and we all jumped in the RV, Nicolette had to go to a birthday party and we just went down the street. I found a little place I know, parked the RV and spent the night in the RV, and it was amazing. Watch videos and watch movies and kind of slept next to me. And it was, just, it was just a great time. It was fucking awesome. And it was just everything that I needed to recover from the shitty few days that I had. And still, I'm still going through it. It's still fucked up, but it was just a great thing. And there's a mommy-son dance coming up next month, but it ain't gonna hit the same as as the daddy-daughter dance. My first father-daughter dance, it was everything, everything. Seeing Kaya's dress, Nicolette went and got these shoes that had like Swarovski crystals on them, and she just looked so cute. She got her hair done for the first time at a real salon and just like not just going to like some just regular like kids' haircut place and like got a little makeup done. She looked so cute. It was just, ugh, oh, I thought I was gonna die. My tops 2022 chrome is obviously out. We've you know, pulling packs, breaking shit. And, um, I hit a PSA. I'm going to start submitting. And, you know, some people might have submitted. I could have submitted a while back, but I've been kind of slow opening the packs. Uh, SportsWorks 2 in Studio City, California, they got a case and it was gone on the first day. So fuck what the general public and the hobby thinks. There's breaks in here. Shit's dope. There's some fresh ass shit. This shit looks way better than regular tops, chrome looks better than sapphire. There's heat in here. Rookie class. I don't need to sell it. Okay. There's hits. I had some boxes that sucked. I've only opened one case, and out of that one case, I have pulled a fucking Superfractor one-on-one rookie card. I pulled some sick, I pulled, you know, Lubobs, Acunas, out of 10, Trout, out of 10, all this stuff. I pulled like four or five autos. I got a fucking Pena, was it Jeremy Pena, World Series Rookie um, of the Year, uh, MVP, mad rookie, fucking autos, and all kinds of shit, mad colors. Uh, By the way, guys, there is a new color called uh, Chartreuse, and um, it's green. It is a brand new color in the rainbow for refractors. It goes to 15. Pulled out Wander Franco refractors. I've not pulled a J-Rod yet. No refractors. I got, I got you know, the, the 87 r- retro and the regular rookie, but I have not pulled a J-Rod. It's super. It's short print. I got a, a light, right and low insert. I got a diamond die cut. Still no BB. Lots of fire, though. But guess what, guys? We're going to do breaks. It's going to be fucking amazing. There's no break show that is produced or done as well on any stage than Baller Breaks. And I'm happy to announce that Baller Breaks is coming back on the network app February 22nd. Okay, guys, mark your calendars nine days away. It is next Wednesday. Not this Wednesday, next Wednesday, which is Ash Wednesday, okay? Baller Breaks is live on the network app. We're going live from Universal Studios and record. It's not going to be a public show. Just saying, live from Universal Studios. It's going to be dope. It's going to be fucking crazy. By the way, guys, we are just over two months away from the Wash Lord Invitational, and we got some shit for you guys. Some of these things, the gift bags, some of the giveaways, some of the fucking prizes. We're going to get crazy. We still may do a plan somewhere. And we might have a Corp. Foursome for sale. When I say for sale, it's out of my hands. It's a good friend of mine who's already paid for it. He's already paid, I don't know what the fuck, three, four grand for the corporate foursome. But you got to come with some bread. So if you got 5Gs and you want to buy a corporate foursome in the dopest fucking tournament that sold out in the first day, let me know. And the reason why is because his secret weapon, because I had everybody submit their foursomes, his secret weapon got canceled by me and Popeye. Because I'm not allowing pro tour players, well, ex-pro tour players who are still young, you know what I'm saying, and just lost their tour car for whatever reason. Nah, no, it's not fucking happening, okay? It is not, period. Point blank, it is not happening, okay? You know what, I'll save that for the fucking second part of the show. Guys, we're going to take a break real quick to pay some bills This is going to be a long episode. Most of our episodes are going to be over an hour because of, uh, you know, catching up and stuff. But it's good. People get to, you know, really sit and and marinate with what's going on. And, uh, you know, next is sports, golf, you know, entertainment, movies, shit like that. All right. You hear the lakey lake in the background? All right. Some commercials real quick. Some useful shit. Some good shit. We'll be right back. All right. Your pet's a member of the family. Don't feed them like they're in the doghouse. Give them Nom Nom. Nom Nom delivers fresh dog food with every portion personalized to your dog's needs so you can bring out their best. Nom Nom uses the latest science and insights to make real good food for dogs. Their nutrient packed recipes are crafted by board certified veterinary nutritionists made fresh and ship free to your door nom nom's already delivered over 40 million meals to good dogs like yours inspiring millions of clean bowls and tail wags i love my dogs and giving them the nutrition they deserve plus nom nom comes with a money-back guarantee if your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days nom nom will refund your first order no fillers no nonsense, just nom nom. Go right now for 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trinom.com slash baller. That's spelled T-R-Y-N-O-M dot com slash baller for 50% off trynomcom slash baller. Yo, yo, what up, BTB Army? We are back. We are back. Man, my nose is so stuck. My fucking sinuses are crazy. I can't breathe. So I apologize for the voice. But last week on Monday, a week ago, I played the Justin Turner annual, seventh annual charity uh, tournament. It was at Sherwood Country Club in Thousand Oaks, California. Sherwood is definitely probably top five country club, maybe top three in California. It is a beautiful track. It is a gorgeous place. Tough course, mostly carry. And um, shout out to uh, Gary V and his team. I had partnered up with a couple guys from his squad and they asked me to play. They sponsored a couple holes there. And uh, it was actually definitely one of the better golf tournaments that I've been to. Definitely I don't know if it was a George Lopez, but it was, it was just dope. It was a different vibe. Half the fucking Los Angeles Dodgers were there. It was crazy. You know, I don't know, fucking Corey Seager, Max Muncie, uh, pool holes, some NFL players, a lot of people there. I brought my dog, Sam Yee, who's an ex-pro. And um, there was a contest. There was two, and there was a live leaderboard with this app, Golf Genius. And there was net, and there was Gross. And the crazy part is we finished T one against motherfuckers who were good and whatever. We shot the fuck did we shoot? Eleven or twelve under? Legit gross, you know. Um, not not net, not with the bullshit with the strokes. A lot of people got strokes. I got nine strokes because of my handicap. One of my partners got ten, and then one of my boys got like one or two, and then Sam got nothing. But we won T one. I got to shoot. I shot an 80, legit. It was dope. Um, my driver was on point. I definitely contributed on a lot of things. It was good. Very hard course, but I was I was fucking shit up. I was doing it. I don't think I played my best game, but it was it was good. Got to play. It was uh, I shot a 71 with strokes because I got nine strokes. But it, it was a trip, right? It was the food was good. Sure was dope. I'd love to go there. It's just so fucking far, right? And, it, and it's a, again a gorgeous country club. It's you could tell that. You know, there's probably some shit that goes on there that I wouldn't fucking put up with. Um, I never become a member there. I would never live that far out. Would that be north? It's just way too fucking far. But, you know, they gave out shoes. There was a, you know, a little speaker. There was a, I don't know. It was just different. Different what we're going to do. And, and um, it was cool, though. There was bar. There was, there was food at the turn. It was cool. By the way, guys, we have Raising Canes is sponsoring our lunches. And then forget about our fucking dinner. It's going to be fucking phenomenal. But Raising Kane, it's going to be an all-day event. It's going to be fucking lit. I'm super excited. What I want to say is there was guys who were getting 25 strokes. Somehow some team lied about their handicaps. And these cocksuckers had the nerve to turn in a minus 50 score. Let Let me repeat that again. They didn't shoot 50, which had already been ridiculous. And I've been 22 under. They, there was a scorecard that someone showed the other day at Golf Digest, one of the Instagram pages and all the golf pages. And it was a 46 and people were like, come on, man. And that was on a scramble. This wasn't a scramble. Minus 50. That means they shot a 22, okay? They had 16 aces and two eagles. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, really, bro? Like, really, really? For real, bro? Really? All right, man. (laughs) Anyways, uh, Tuesday night, like I thought it happened, LeBron James is now officially the all-time leading NBA scorer. It is a big fucking deal. He beat out Kareem. It's crazy. Four of the top five players in NBA history who lead in the all-time scoring category are Lakers we Lakers. It's crazy. Always forget about Carl Malone. Always forget about that year. But uh it's fucking nuts. By the way, with the Lakers, we cleaned house. Got rid of Russ. People say, Oh, look, it was good. We got a motherfucking squad on us right now. We changed the team a whole hundred and eighty degrees. It's crazy. I mean, I really wanted um, there was talking about this trade with AD for KD, and again, Joe Side probably hated on it, whatever. Katie's over at fucking Phoenix. This is going to be fucking crazy. Shit's about to get crazy as fuck. After this All-Star break, it's about to get nuts. I don't think shit's... uh. There's going to be more crazy antics, but I'm excited. By the way, guys, I think I did announce on here that I do have an official Lakers New Era NBA, official, all-licensed, legit, Ben Baller Lakers hat. It is fucking fire. I have the samples. They're fucking crazy. Cannot wait to fucking show you guys these hats. Fucking insane. So off to air fucking Rinazona. <laughs> um get to az and uh you know i get some sleep whatever it was very 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 well taken care of thank you to oakley it was fuck man that shit was was crazy okay like it, arizona was fucking packed by the time i was there I'm sad I missed to play the pro am. I get to play with, you know, A Rod and all the people there. JJ J. Watt seemed like a lot of fun. A lot of people got to, you know, go to go to the course and shoot some shots here and there. I just didn't have that time. Like, I got there, unpacked my bags, and there was a bunch of cool people, people Eric Costin, um my boy Jesus of Golf, Paris Alinsky, Sean Malto, of course, JR Smith, whatever. And they had this, uh, was it a scramble? I think it was a scramble. We did play a scramble. Uh, And we had the Oakley Desert Duel at, I think it was Acasilo or Acolino or some shit. Cool little country club. And uh, was it in Scottsdale? Where the fuck was it? I forgot. Nice course, carry course. Again, you know, there's hazards, water, this and that, beautiful course, okay? I think we got second place. I thought we would have won, but there was like some other cheater shit like you could do, like there was these crazy contests. If you kick a field goal, you can get a stroke off. If all four of you guys kick a field goal, you get four strokes off. There was an area where you had a skateboard. If you could do a legit ollie, you get a skateboard. And a lot of these guys are pro skaters. I kicked and I did an ollie. It went up like two, three inches, but I did a legit ollie. And then uh, Joe Hayden did one. He was my teammate. So it was me, Chandler Parsons, Joe Hayden, future Hall of Famer. Chandler Parsons is one of the fucking luckiest guys in the NBA ever. Cool dude. And J.R. Smith. And, um, there was just like, it was crazy because Chandler's been playing about four years. Joe's been playing for a few years. Joe's all right. I think he's like a 15, 14 handicap. Chandler's a 15. He said he was a 12. But what was crazy was me and JR ended up carrying the team. I'm not saying this to brag or, nothing or whatever, but I mean, it was crazy. I actually played really well. Coming off the fact that I had a really, really bad day or a bad night prior and then heading out like, I was in shock. Like, I was literally out there, like, fuck, like, what just happened with my life? Okay, fuck, all right, I'm gonna deal with this. Get out there. And I crushed it. I didn't top a single ball. I didn't fucking have a bad shot. Uh, My approach shots were good. There was this uh, 188 yard par three carrying water, got it right on the top of the green. Then I hit the ball. Uh, Pin high made a par there, but we basically shot. 10 under and it was dope like I just, my driver was working, it was really weird I kind of fixed my driver in a way As one little thing that was going on, I had maybe one or two bad drives but for the most part my drives were going like 265, 270 275 far, I'm talking about total yardage it was dope, were, it was working I was playing really good and then waste management itself was crazy, right we uh, filmed part 3 out there so we got some good episodes out there with a couple special guests and uh, I'll share those as they come along but it was dope to get that done so i did the oakley desert duel i did my commitment with oakley there um obviously uh we filmed part three got all this business done and then i forgot i was like yo i was supposed to be out there till monday so they had paid for my hotel and everything and there's no flights going back you know like it was bad like especially trying to go back on a monday or sunday forget about it flights going in forget about it And I thought it was just the perfect time. Like, no, I'll come back on Saturday. Can't miss Kaya's thing. So went to waste management on Friday. First time at TPC Scottsdale. It was fucking crazy. By the way, let me rewind a little bit. Shout out to the six BTB Army members who waited outside uh, the Oakley Desert Duel and had two or three fucking Ben Baller Project 20 car 2020s uh, Tops Chrome 21. It was dope. It was funny because JR was like, yo, what the fuck? What's going on here? And it was funny. Legit BTB Army. Appreciate you guys. But that's not the crazy part. Now, the crazy part is at Waste Management, when you enter, people are waiting at four in the morning, five in the morning. And as soon as they open, motherfuckers are running a whole 16 and get their seating. And it's just a fucking shit show. There's thousands. What is it like? 50,000, 60,000? It's just nuts how many people are there drinking. There's some rumor that 7 million beers were consumed over four days or whatever. I don't fucking know. But me and JR pull up again to the Waste Management Tour and this time, I'm not bullshitting you. If you were listening to this show and you were one of those guys, thank you, but I was overwhelmed. There was a 100 people waiting at the entrance. I don't know what, that could have came at 10 o'clock, 5 o'clock, who fucking knows. But I guess maybe they just kind of figured that I'd be around you know, right around 10 a.m. And uh, they all had, someone had a fucking gold scale. One had money count, people had all kinds of shit. And I was like, yo, signed about 30, 35 autographs. And I was like, yo, I got to go inside because that shit took forever. JR left me. People, he was like, yo, bro, I, I knew you was OG. you was doing it, but goddamn, bro, autographs? Like, this is crazy. You don't realize that, you know, signing things probably add value to my products, but it was crazy. Finally get to the Oakley suite, We get to hole 16. It is everything you would think it would be. This is like in Gladiator when you see the fucking, the Coliseum. Like it was fucking nuts. Like this shit was crazy. And then on the day I'm there, there is a fucking streaker. Uh, Mac something. Streaked, ran off, jumped into the, he was able to get to hole 17 still, jumped into the water, got arrested. He didn't give a fuck. It was crazy. It was everything you would think that whole 16 is legendary. I cannot wait to play it hopefully next year. Insane gifting suites, like all the shit they gave us, the Oakley clothes and the jackets and sunglasses and there might be a possible Oakley golf eyewear collab in the works. There was just so much shit that was going on there. And there was All the dinners were lit, all the food was good and was just drinks and everything was taken care of like super, super amazing trip a lot of networking out there and stuff too but I just try to keep it real light and I don't want to try to do too much networking and stuff but I ain't gonna lie to you, I'll never go again to waste management unless I'm playing. Like if I'm playing the Pro-Am, cool, I'll go out there play the Pro-Am maybe come in the day before and then if I'll go watch, you know, the first day and then I'll leave because it's, it's just too much. Like I won't go but if I'm playing next year in, you know, because obviously I didn't get, I had to, to forfeit my my spot at the, uh, the WMPO Pro-Am I would love to go. It's just too hectic but sidebar congrats to scotty scheffler back-to-back wmpo winner and also of course team TaylorMade. obviously super fucking high for scotty man he was fucking killed it there was a lot of dope shots my boy bo Hostler had probably one of the sharpest shots my boy ricky fowler aka big dick rick no pause big dick rick had a hole in one not on 16 he came close but, you know, he's, he's his new swing. He was killing it. It was fucking dope. It was it was cool, man. I, I was I was really, really, like, hyped for the whole situation. But I was glad to come home and spend time with my kids, do the daddy-daughter dancing in the RV and all that stuff. Um, By the way, guys, my wedding anniversary is February 25th, which is in a couple weeks. So, like I said, we can't do the cocaine bear thing. But there's a lot going on with our kids' school, with other things. I might have to go to work in San Francisco So I was going to try to think if Nicolette could come with me and we'll do something out in the Bay. I just don't know. But I do want to do the Cocaine Bear meetup. We might not be able to move, I mean, uh, buy the whole theater out. But I was thinking if I can't do that, if there's a Thursday night show on the 23rd, and usually places will do an early night show, if there's like a 10 p.m. show on Thursday night, yo, whoever's down, I'm done and invite, you know, fuck it, 20 heads and everyone buys their own tickets. And we'll just get sitting next to each other. And it'd be lit. I think that'd be a great time. So if you're interested in that, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Hit me on the Twitter DM. Tell me if you're interested, you're still down. Then I can make that happen and still not fuck up my anniversary and all that shit. All right. All right. There was no BMF this weekend. And that bummed me out because I was ready to see episode six. And anytime there's like a big, like, you know, through power, or any of the 50 Cent shows, He does shit like where if it's a big weekend, if it's a holiday weekend or something, he takes off and he thinks like, people won't watch the show, but that's just stupid as fuck. Like he doesn't want to compete against a holiday or like the big weekend, Super Bowl, whatever. Please believe me, viewership would not have gone down. Motherfuckers was ready to watch BMF. They're excited. does this shit. It just, man, it's just so aggravating, right? But I did pick up a show. Fucking one of the best series or TV shows that I've watched in a long time Suits is not it I'm just, this is like a more recent show and the reason I found out about it is I listened to Michael Rapport's I Am Rapport podcast with Alec Baldwin and it was a fucking phenomenal interview if you have not if you respect True thespian and acting and stuff you know the history of Alec Baldwin and how many legendary movies he's been in and how you know his famous his family is and all that and yes uh, you know Haley Bieber that's her uncle it's her dad's brother. Uh, he recommended a show called The Night of. It is on HBO Max. I believe there's eight episodes, and it is fucking phenomenal. Started watching it right before I headed to Arizona. Finished it yesterday. It is all that excellent fucking show about this Muslim kid who was just out trying to go hang out with some friends, gets accused of a murder he didn't commit. And it was just all this great shit. John Turturro's in it. I think he might have actually directed it. It was good. There's some, not a lot of huge stars, but there's um, also co-stars. This guy Michael Williams from The Wire, rest in peace. Amazing fucking actor. The Night of, trust me guys, trust me, trust me. I tell you this, this, this show is fire. It is fucking fire. Gotta watch it. Uh, I don't think there's anything else coming out. Cocaine Bear is like. I can't wait to fucking watch that. Any other? I'm always taking movie recs and, and show recs, but just know, ninety five percent of the people who submit them, it's shit I've already seen. That's how much I'm always looking for something to watch. All right. Now on other news, the George Lopez episode with part three was so fucking good that I watched it twice. I busted my ass laughing. Fucking amazing stories. That show went through. People, everyone who watched it loved it. It was great. And I, I you know, he reposts it. All of us posted it individually. George comments. And I get people talking shit in there. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And George has always been, you know, sometimes he gets controversial. He speaks his mind. And then he, you know, he's been getting hate from other people lately in the Latino community about some other bullshit. People are salty for whatever reason. I know George. I'm not going to take a side if he's doing some bullshit. But I know George and I can, you know, there's three sides to every story. And I mean that in a way. So then I I go to his page, because he posted, and a bunch of people talking shit about some guy named Ralph Barboza. Now look, I never heard a dude, don't know him, heard he's an up-and-coming comic, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, like Carlos Mencia, they said he was stealing jokes, whatever, here and there, I like Carlos, I thought Carlos was funny as fuck, okay? I've heard a couple other guys I, I can't think of off the top of my head. But I've heard Mexican comics that are funny. I'm not a big fan of Fluffy, the Gabriel Iglesias dude or whatever. I'm not a big fan of his type of shit. But he was really smart. He was really good on on Mike Rapport's interview too. But so, I'm like, what's going on? And apparently George Lopez said some shit on his OMG High podcast, which I'm going to be going on soon. And he said something and I thought about it and I heard the, the excerpt, but then I listened to the entire context of it and I thought about what he was saying. And he was talking about Latinos coming up here and there, whatever. And now, I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just going to take what I interpreted. Me knowing him. And he was speaking about, you know, some Latinos that he's trying to help come up. And he hasn't been a trailblazer for a lot of Latinos in comedy, but he's done so much for the fucking Latino community in general, in Hollywood, in fucking charity. And the millions and millions of dollars he's raised for kidney research and other shit just helping people out he's helped out so many black people and helped me out he's in so many ways and opened doors for me but they bring up this name ron Bose. i never heard of the dude my entire life i don't I know a lot of young guys might know and i watch a lot of stand-up comedy but like you know i'm not watching like back in the day they, they were, there was an the improv like you could watch new comics friday night shit i know um bill burr was on a lot of up-and-coming comics are on there what the fuck? Louis C.K. was on there. Ellen DeGeneres. This is shit that you'd watch. I watched stand-up a lot as a kid. Okay? So take this with a grain of salt. Just understand. So I said, who is this guy? So I go to the page. He's a young dude from Texas some shit. Young kid. I'm going to keep it 1,000%. I watched four or five videos. Went to YouTube and watched the longest video I could find a dude. I'm going to just keep it straight bones. Ralph Barboza is not funny. Not only is he not funny, he's not funny like Dane Cook isn't funny to me. And Dane Cook became famous as fuck, fell off the face of the earth, and Dane Cook was just trash. I love Joe Coy. It's my dog. He's had some great fucking stand-ups, but a couple of his last stand-ups, you know, they... Could have used some help. You know, he's gotten famous, gotten big. And I think that you can get away with certain things with delivery. I love raunchy shit. I love certain things. I thought dude's comedy is corny. Now, does that mean George should have dissed him? Should help him? No, not at all. I think what I was trying to interpret from, this, from what George was saying is, why would you bring that dude up? Like bring somebody who's big. Like we're talking about someone like, you know, really coming up and how they came up. You know, he still shit on him. I'm not saying that, whatever. But then Paul Rodriguez kicks in. OG Paul G- Rodriguez. And says, and a story that allegedly happened. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm going to say this now. Hey, bro, I don't know if I can really listen to what you're saying. And you know, whatever trajectory your career went, how you went, whatever, because you went from up to down, whatever. Dog, I had your son on the show. P-Rod. And Paul Rodriguez Jr. is one of the nicest guys in the world. He's one of the nicest guys I've met in my entire life. And he'll just keep 100 he came on this show talking about how his dad wasn't, you know what I'm saying, really a great dad ever to this day. You know, he did whatever and here and there. So it's like, bro, homie, you could be a lot of things. You could be a good person. You could be a good, you know, you could do chair, you could do this. But if you ain't a good father, bro, that's, it's off the table for me, straight up. So I'm not taking any validation. And a lot of people in the public probably don't know that because they might not hear, P-Rod don't really talk about his dad that much. And it's like, you know, there's issues other places too I'm going to get into. But like, dog, that's the last coastline I'm going to hear about someone talking shit about George. Because George always been there for him for buying, right? Now him and his wife didn't get on whatever, boom. That's that. George has his moments. He's been sick for a lot of his life. He talked about it on my show. He's talked about it on, you know, on part three. Had him on, on Behind the Baller early. Dude's been always helpful. He's helped a lot of people. I remember when he argued and, and told a bitch to, shut, to sit down at one of his stand-up shows and black community was like, you can't talk like that, blah, blah, whatever. And they got on D.L. Hewley, they got it at Cedric, who are both very outspoken about the black community. Extremely outspoken. They're like, you want me to be mad at George? Are you fucking crazy? Charlie Murphy's like, you fucking nuts? This motherfucker helped me so much. He's helped a lot of different people. I'm not trying to hear that shit. Like I said, I see what he was trying to say and maybe the way he what was said, the way it was said wasn't cool. But like, I don't know, man. And again, it may not make it any better. But what I'm saying is, it shouldn't make it as bad or as foul as it seems. But I I try to listen to a lot of shit. I listened to him on Jimmy Kimmel or whatever the fuck it was. Saturday Night Live. Or was it fucking... He was on some late night talk show. I listened to dude's comedy and it was not lit. I'm sorry, guys. Straight up. I know there's a lot of guys who are fans. There's a dude, one of my subscribers, Drew Barlow, who wants some uh, headphones. He was in. I broke it down. I was like, "Hey, dog, there's three sides to every story. I'm here. Whatever. Boom." Like, if that dude ends up becoming big and famous, he need to get some different jokes because the shit was not funny. And uh, yeah, no, sorry, man, sorry, bro. No, absolutely not. But um, it's crazy. I got a. Uh, I got hit up by the U.S. Open by the U.S.G.A. U.S. Open is one of the four majors in golf. It is happening in June for the first time at LACC. Probably the most prestigious country club in the country. But um, top 10 in the country probably. One of them is up there. No, it's top 10. Fuck that. LACC's top 10 country club in in the USA. It is definitely number one in all of California. And there's some big ones out here. And they've never done it. It's a big time fucking deal. And they hit me up about working with them on some hosting and things like that. So I'm excited to work with the USGA. This is a big fucking deal for me. There is a USGA party tonight I'm going to be attending. I'm excited to fucking go. I'm excited for the future of golf, guys. I'm excited to grow the game. I'm excited to do so many different things. I am a solid nine handicap. True. And every aspect of it, I'm playing great. I'm, I'm starting to really pick up shit. I looked at a swing from over a year ago. And I can't fucking believe how much progress has happened in just so many different ways. And it's just, it's fucking amazing. So I'm super excited about that. We got a new episode of part three dropping this Wednesday. Uh, Excited about part three. Just a lot of good things going on. I decided to cancel almost everything in March. Ryder's got a spelling bee final out there. We got some other shit. I really got to clear my head. I have a lot of stuff going on in my life personally that I need to just fix. And one of them is downsizing. Not my house, not anything else. I'll just, I have too much shit from gifting suites, from golf tournaments and shit like that. I got to focus on the wash Lord. I got to focus on my family. I got to focus on more of the things. All the kids are starting to just talk. And there's, I just, again, like I said, I felt like I was on the 50th flight of stairs or the escalator, elevator, whatever the fuck it is. And I saw the 54th floor. And hopefully by 53 or 54, I could just be on part three doing golf shit. I'm just over it. I'm done. I'm making some engagement rings right now for some friends. I got a jewelry tour that, honestly, to tell you the truth, I want to do it. I'm not, and I'm excited about it, but it's like, it's going to have to work around golf. Sorry. That's where I'm at with it, guys. But there's still exciting shit happening in my life. And I thought about it last night with my brother-in-law. I could legitimately help a lot of people network. And what I mean, like, I ain't talking about someone just starting out who's hungry and start, oh, let me, you, give me a plug. To this? No, I'm talking about a dude who's successful in one area, let's just say cannabis, and you got another dude who's an investor and involves in politics and they want to come together and find the right people to join businesses. Maybe you got one dude who's really good at you know scoring movies or whatever and I meet a director. There's guys I could always connect. And I think that might be my next thing to start connecting people to, to do things. But anyways, guys, Baller Breaks is coming, 22nd this month, next Wednesday. There's all kinds of shit, Part three every Wednesday. We got a lot going on. I'm excited. Uh, One time a week definitely helps me out a lot, guys. I'm sorry if I don't get back to DMs, but it's crazy that two weeks ago, I had the best week of my life. Last week was terrible. Finished off strong with Kaya and the boys. And I just want to let you guys know, I appreciate you guys so much fucking much right now more than ever is when i need you guys to tell people to subscribe to behind the baller subscribe to part three and just trust me you would to be listening to this show if it wasn't interesting right now i appreciate you guys okay so anyways hope you guys have a great week be back on monday and just pray for me because i i am legitimately going through it all right y'all so mad love, by the way, I love Jordan and Miles, man, these guys been there for me through the tough shit, and it's just been an interesting time. All right. So we're signing off. You hear the Lakey music. You know when Lakey music is already playing for like 20, 30 seconds. When you hear that music, you know it's time to go. Um, still gave you guys an hour, y'all. You know, plus. So again, this is not your practice life. Eat that up. Let that be embedded in your brain. Okay. All right. We're out. Peace.